especially if you take zinc orally, um, it can affect your taste buds and like how much you taste. Whoa, like it dulls your taste buds? Yes, exactly that. Also, if you take it on an, an empty stomach, it can upset you. Yeah. I remember taking it before a workout and being like approaching the bar and feeling so shaky and like also like I was going to like go to sleep and shit my pants at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah, not optimal, not optimal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, should we start? We've kind of already started. Giddy up. Did you hear the metronome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felt official. Did, yeah, did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny you say that because um, when we first started, I would mute it. Like when I was behind the desk, I would mute it for whatever session was going on because I felt like it felt more official to not have it. Because when really? I hear it, I'm like, oh, I'm coming in for like a musical that, part. Totally, totally. Yeah. But I like that. I like the different perspective. Mm-hmm. So this is looking for artists. It's basically all of those moments that we had when you first got here and I was like asking you questions and then being like, no, actually don't answer. Yeah. That's like just what the show is. Great. Thanks I for hope coming. I hope we can answer them well. Yes. Thank I'm you gonna, for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Y'all let my crazy ass on air. What? <laughs> Here's a drum roll for you, and um, at some point in the drum roll, you can introduce yourself. And before I do this, though, I just want to thank everyone who's um, tuning in again. Thanks for being here. Okay. Today on LVA, we have... I am Mare, and I'm going to leave it at a single name so it's easy to remember. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an artist. Um do you want me to be long form about the description of myself and be as reductive as I can be? I mean, you can do whatever you want and then we can start, go from there. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm an artist. I, I'm super obsessed with creating anything that I can get my hands on. And there's a few different mediums that I like to work in. Um, that's basically all I care about. Okay. So what are your preferred mediums? Um, so tattooing, as y'all know, is my bread and butter. Um, and I really like tattooing as a job specifically because I think, you know, the root of any happiness in a real job is feeling like you have a sense of value in the community and tattooing really gives me that compared to a lot of other art forms that you do professionally, you know, Hmm. because I get to talk to the people I make happy. I get to interact with them. um, So I really get to see it and it's super externally gratifying all the time on a daily basis Um, because I've done, like I was a dancer in high school. I went to one of those performing arts high schools and I did that professionally when I was younger too. And each art form is obviously so different to make money in. And I think people really romanticize making art for money. And it's so rarely romantic because you're doing what you love most for money. And money is kind of venomous. So it's a weird thing to combine. But with tattooing, it feels like, um, yeah, it just feels like it's a little bit more gratifying. Um, hmm. And it's very much also feels like the math part of my brain. Visual arts to me is super calculated. And um, music is really um, my love, love. That's what my heart is closest to. But I'm really glad that um, I don't necessarily do it for money right now, I suppose, because I want to be able to have as basically ultimate control over it, you know? Over your music. Over my music, yeah, yeah. Just the way that I create things. You know, because tattooing is never about me. And of course, art is never about the artist. It's always bigger than you. But with tattooing, it's so in your face that it's not about you, which is a good thing and relieving. And music very much feels mm. like it's about me, even though I know in the long scheme it's not. Um, so it's nice that I just get to, to be totally independent about it, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like uh, me as an artist, I resonate with that, like shelving things because they're not ready or because you don't have enough control or whatever. And like I'm learning not only as an adult, but as as an artist to mature means collaborating by decision, you know, like just doing things by choice because otherwise it's not going to happen. One thing that I thought was super interesting about what you said, though, was as y'all know, first of all, you said y'all. I love that contraction. Yeah, get used to it. It makes me feel like I'm back home. Where are you from? Tennessee. Oh, shit. I'm from Houston. Oh, hey. Dirty South in the house. What a do, boo. That's like, (laughs) you're dirty South, like, for sure. But isn't Texas, like, its own thing? I guess it is its own thing, yeah. Like, Texas and Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you said bread and butter. (laughs) Tattoos your bread and butter? Yes. I had um, one of my earlier guests... uh, Felix Morello. He's a he was a he calls himself a former artist, but he definitely like, still does art. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> he was talking about how art isn't like rice and beans. Like, how do you make it? Just like literally, you need rice and beans to live, but like you don't necessarily need a painting <laughs> to live. But like, there is a lot of important stuff to be gained from art. Mm. But what I I think I I 
Thank you for coming, and I'm so excited that you're here because I am uh, obsessed with art as well, and I, I'm obsessed with life in waves. Yeah. Right now, my most recent wave is tattoos, and like yes. I've always loved them, but now I feel like a place. I'm at a place in my life where I can engage in the community, mm. and it's like freeing and, and exciting, but also like scary. It's everything that I like. But what you said about it being your bread and butter is it's a very practical art to me because it's like I'm paying for something from an artist that I can see every single day. And if it like, regardless of its meaning, if I just want to appreciate it for its visual value, like that's giving me like a return every mm -hmm. day for that investment. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. I definitely think it's, um, super economical almost as a purchase like yep. as far as buying art, buying art goes because you can't lose it nobody can steal it from you, you know? <laughs> i guess depending on placement you know yeah if you get like a really nice piece like on your ass yeah it's like why right you can't really see who's it. that for <laughs> oh yeah maybe it's not about you yeah, hey tattoos aren't about you <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely. that's really funny okay so um i'm sorry if i missed it but i got two of the mediums Ta yeah skin tattoo skin, yeah and music mainly and music. then um yeah i grew up as a dancer so that was my first cool. love really um and i do dance here um somebody called seku is sort of my um movement shaman he's really a blessing in my life but he's on um tour right now until spring so i'm a little bit absent with dance in my life right now which makes me a little sad but what is his uh, relationship to your to dance for you sure like, what, what does he do for um you? what's interesting two people that don't know each other who are really good friends with me here in new york city both separately during my first couple years of being here, we're like, you need to meet this man, Seiku. And so finally, after the second person, I was like, all right, like, okay. And finally went to his class and he teaches house. And I wasn't, I mean, house is not necessarily what I've been doing um, as a dancer, but he really, it's more than dance. As I say, movement shaman, he's really, um, I don't know how to put it into words, but he's a profound human being who really understands movement and sound waves, just like you said, and rhythm metrics and, um, yeah, he's just a really, really good teacher. And there's a lot of teaching, obviously, that goes on in New York City. And there's um, a lot of people I'm not willing to spend $20 a class on, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he really is worth it. Because well, um, to me, dance is like, it's weird. I feel like I'm an artist and I'm not a performer. And I do performing arts. And so I have a little bit of a weird relationship to the performance side of it. Mm -hmm. And I think the intention in house and finding flow states is really what's closest to my heart versus the very made up, put together chore choreography um, that I'm not really a part of anymore. And I used to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're striking on a lot of like themes that I'm trying to direct my life towards right now, which is like, studying something versus going to class. Like you don't want to Ugh. pay for a $20 class, but what you will invest in is like something that's a little deeper than that. Like almost like a lifestyle or a different approach to learning whatever Absolutely. Art is. And I mean, I really view the art forms that I participate in as mirrors. I mean, they're mirrors and I use those mirrors as tools to refine myself as an artist, right? And my expression Whoa. and my, you know, sharpen my blades basically. And so I want teachers that are going to help me sharpen those blades. And he's so good at showing me the problem in my process. And it's interesting, the hmm. problem in my process in dance is going to be the same problem in my process in tattooing. It's going to be the same problem in my process in music because it's sort of how I think our psyche works. You know, it's pretty much congruent what you're having a trouble with. All around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that you have that clarity, you know, and I, I hope that like, I mean, I, I hope that this, this episode, but this podcast as a whole, like helps people with that. Helps, yeah. If no one else, it helps me with that every week. Well, you know? I'm always, I guess, taken aback by people that don't do a ton of creation because to me, it's like, if I didn't do that, how would I even know myself? Like, I don't know how I would discover myself. I don't know how right. I would refine myself. I don't know how I would be able to just get so much feedback on where I'm at because that's my only gauge, really. Yeah, well, you know, um, a couple episodes ago, I was talking with someone about um, how I think. I've noticed this, like, consistency in artists where it can happen on varying levels, but what I find in common with every artist is that we make like connections and how that manifests itself can be really, really different. And then like the varying degrees of obsession within those different fields or whatever, if you will, can be different. But like, I don't think everyone necessarily a makes connections the way artists do or the amount, like, you know, the yeah. amount or the way. So it's like, I can see, I can now start to see existences where people aren't necessarily creating 
things, but they feel fulfilled and they feel like they know their, themselves because right. like their expression is being mm. a CPA. Right, right, right. You know, and right. just like crunching numbers. And right. like, that's what they, that those are the connections they make are just yeah. numbers. Yeah. Speaking of numbers. Yes. Love um, numbers. Yeah. You said that like visual art is like a, um, is like math to you. Absolutely. Is I mean, there's music though. It's music as ooh, well. I really don't. Um, so I'm super into theory. I'm not not into the theory of music and the numbers of it. Um, there's something about <laughs> That's it. A good to, distinction. Yeah, there's yeah. something about it to me that feels less calculated. I suppose because it feels like it's more of a release. Like there's something about obviously tattooing specifically I am it's a game of restraint I mean that's what I'm playing right with my single needle on someone's skin so it, it doesn't feel like it's this like oh, I'm I'm getting to get out and move through my emotions necessarily with tattooing it's like I'm constantly making these equations in my head about how this shade is going to contour to make sure the light is working right around that dimension or whatever it is you know so and when I'm making music it obviously I'm doing calculations as far as text painting and making sure the things sound how they feel but I guess to me it feels like the focus in making music is much more emotionally based versus intellectually based yeah to me and I know for some people that's not true if you're maybe a classical composer you'd probably feel the opposite about it but I guess my just like you said my connection to it feels more emotional yeah Yeah. also there are some instrumentalists that like you know playing symphony orchestras where they're not necessarily creating right exactly they're almost like technicians that and yeah and that is almost like math too but i don't think it's any coincidence also that so many of the best visual artists in the world have been some amazing mathematicians like mc escher right da vinci was a great mathematician yeah oh yeah yeah wow yeah connections connections hey okay so (laughs) what kind of came first like oh wait so you're from houston i'm from houston i had a really weird childhood on multiple levels but i was born in houston i moved to london when i was four i was there until i was 14 so basically my whole prominent years and then i moved back to houston when hey, I was 14. Hey. The South calls the South. you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like something I'm afraid of, honestly, because I like New York a lot. I, I love New York. I mean, I love the balmy weather in the South, but yeah, New York. Yeah, New York right. Forever. I kind of miss like oh, the, miss the nasty, sure. humid days. Oh, I love it, y'all. I'm so about that gross swamp life. Ben basically <laughs> vomited in his mouth. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so what came first? Um, like, as far as. Mare, in your narrative and your story, yeah. what came first and where were you? Um, dance was certainly my first love. Um, and I don't know, music came right about the same time. And I think I have an older brother who's a musician. And the personality type that I have, I think being so run by fear, especially when I was a child, I felt like I, I always wanted to be a singer. And I think when I was really young, it felt like my brother was making music. I couldn't touch that realm. And I think that speaks probably more to our dynamic than anything. Um, Mm. And it took me sort of coming into my own to be like, no, I'm going to do what I want and not sort of be paralyzed by perfectionism, which has been most of my life and most of the things that I do. So um, a lot of my sort of struggle with music is is, is a self-acceptance struggle, really, because I'm just so hard on myself and the things that I make and the way that I sound and all of the things. And so it's a really beautiful, cathartic tool I use also of um, trying to come home to myself, you know. So yeah, it was definitely, I guess dance was the first thing I really let myself love. Um, and uh, I started with more street styles, like hip hop stuff when I was in London. And then my brother auditioned for that performing arts high school. And when he got in, I was like, I want to go. And uh, it's basically all ballet and modern, which I had not done. I hadn't done any training. And so everybody was like, you're not going to get into the school. And I took five months, four months to just train, I think, four um, to six hours every day in the studio with Ballet and Modern. I went through the three callbacks and I got into the school and I was like the most inexperienced person in the school. Like Whoa. all the girls hated me that I was there because I was the least, you know, I had the least technical training. Um, so there was a lot of weird like social pressure there for me as well. Um, but I really bloomed in the choreography classes and the improv things, which a lot of the ballerinas I was with obviously didn't because just like you were saying, they almost came from that more intellectual side of the love for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, being an artist, like I love to choreograph, I love to create. I don't know if it was always about the performative aspect, I guess, um, for me in dance, which is a little bit weird to think about, but I still love it um, forever and always. And then uh, I always drew, I always illustrated. 
um, ever since I was a really small child too. So it's basically been all the things all the time. I think the one art form that I've never really done is acting. It's theater to me is the furthest away. And it's interesting because I have a ton of theater friends and stuff, but it was just never something I was interested in pretending to be someone else. I think I could barely manage being myself. You know? <laughs> I, like, yeah. I couldn't think about pretending to be someone else. Maybe. Well, that's, I don't know. The, that's what I actually, I was going to say that is like the other things that you listed and the things that you do now, they're not pretending like yeah. it's very much like it is what it is. Yeah. For me, I, I came here for acting and then I was like, I'm done acting and I mm. want to do something real. Cause it didn't feel real. Yeah. Like the, the craft of acting is a real thing, but it's, it's also like, you know, it's the craft of like pretending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's so cool. I have so it's much respect amazing. for it. Yeah. And it's, um, to me, it feels almost like more egoless as well, because you are sort of mantling your identity for a second, right? To like become that thing. And I think about that a lot with myself as well. Like, is it just like really deeply ingrained narcissism that keeps me from acting or what the fuck is it? But um, yeah, it's just never been a thing that I've done. Mm. Um, I would love, just like we were talking about before we press record, I would love to work on movies though, like scoring or art directing or I don't know. I love movies. I love film too. Um, I'd love to be a part of it. But. I love, okay, so I learned that I do have a love for performance as well as the creative process. I think the loves are like, they're, they are connected, but they're also different. Yeah. I yeah. really like performing yeah. a lot. Yeah. Would love to perform in movies, but like yeah. what it takes to be an actor and to live that life. I think the pursuit of it is to be egoless, but it's inherently a very egotistical thing. Right. And I think there's like, there's this <laughs> Japanese concept of like, I forget exactly what it is, but I think it has um, links to Kabuki theater. Okay. Where it's like, um, it's this concept of a flower blooming and the beauty is not in the flower once it's completely bloomed. Like, the, it's not the arrival, it's like the journey. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds kind of cheesy, but it's like <laughs> the blooming itself is the, yeah. it is the yes. beauty. That's yeah, the yeah, performance. Yeah. Like, the blooming is the blooming. It's right. not, the flower bloomed is what's pretty. It's right. Like, that's actually when the flower is then done living and, it, right. and it's from there on it's dying right 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 so do we want to be artists that have arrived and we're at our peak and then we're dying or do we want to be like you know but i think so a true, lot of actors so like they want the career they want the the role when it's like no your your career like your journey to to get the career that you see in your head that is your performance yeah and loving yeah. the process i mean yeah. loving the process is something i've been thinking about a ton recently um just with music and stuff how so with music um i think just because again i so stress on the result and i think it you hear that in music when i'm even sounds the sounds that i'm making just stressing out about the way that it's sounding and it's like what sound do you make <laughs> <laughs> I just mean singing, you know, like no, I mean, when like I'm what here... sound comes out, like what sound is your what like your music, like a genre or vibe? Oh, or like... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like R&B and soul. Okay. It's kind of jazz influence. That's where my brother's a jazz musician. So that's sort of where our family awesome. is rooted. Yeah. Hard to do. Yeah. Jazz is hard. Yeah. Anything with jazz in it is like hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've always loved that more like almost French classical composer style versus German structured rock and roll stuff um, has always been my love hmm. in music. Um, but yeah, just I really want, just like you said, I think focusing on the process is always the way because it's the flow state. It's, it's, it's because you're in the moment, right? Because when you're not, you know, in the process, you're in the future or you're in the past. So I, we're just talking which about which isn't presence. the present, right? Which <laughs> the, right. my presence is a present. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's yeah. like. But that's kind of like fair because like coming back to acting. Yeah. So much of the process of acting is like insular, and it's like you're you're constantly waiting on that last character. Like, okay, you have a cast. Mm. You could have the best cast made of the best actors in the best theater with the best play made by the best writer, but you don't have the audience. Yeah. Like, so you're constantly waiting for something as an actor. It's like, mm. whether it's the audition, you get the audition, then you're waiting on the callback. Yeah. You get the callback, you're waiting on the role. Yeah. It's like, but there are other art forms where at least I can, I know I can go do it. I can just do it. Right. Like right now I'm studying jujitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm a practitioner, but it is a martial art. Yeah. So while I haven't mastered it, like I am, 
learning to express myself in a, in a martial art. And yeah. it's like, I can do that. Like I can just go and do it. Mm-hmm. I can memorize a monologue, but I can't really just like act. Mm-hmm. I can't just go outside and act. I could go outside with a guitar. Yeah. You could go outside with a tattoo gun and yeah. just be like, zah. <laughs> Put beautiful art on people. You could do that. Yeah. 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 If you start talking in Times Square, you're just one of the craziest. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just, yeah. I mean, I think also what you're hitting on, I mean, there's lots of angles, but um, movies and acting is probably the most collaboratively reliant art form there is, right? Music is another one. And that's, again, it's another issue I suppose I have with that art form because I'm so fucking independent, painfully independent, and I hate relying on other people. Just the thought of it makes me cringe, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so it's been this funny... do you like community, though? (laughs) Do you like community? Do you like, like, having friends? (laughs) Maybe connections with other people? No, I really fucking do. I really fucking do. And, like, I go back and forth about it. Like, okay, I'm just going to spend all this time to be amazing so I can be independent and make music in my apartment with nobody else. No, I'm going to go out and like find good people and collaborate or whatever. And of course the latter is the answer. And it's something yeah. that really excites me about music because I have been such an introverted, isolated person. I think it's going to be the biggest thing for me getting out and expanding and having community. And mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about it. But that being said, a lot of my creation is in a um, standstill because I don't have collaborators. So I basically have like an entire album written right now. I just don't have anybody to produce it and I don't have a sound engineer I like. And I'm so picky as you should be, you know. Um, Yeah. 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 I'm also constantly like asking myself how deep in this do I want to go? Yeah. Because like, could I release it now and it'd be (laughs) fine? Right. right, Like, yes. And like, maybe that gets someone's ear. So then the actual album where I really need to find that sound producer that I've been holding out for, maybe that's like, that's to come after I just release what I've been sitting on. Yeah. It's a hard one to decide. I'm definitely somebody that, sits on stuff for a long time. I'm a huge perfectionist. I'd rather just let that art breathe and give it I space. I was on Stratera, like when my mom put me on ADHD medicine. I got like super, like, I was like, I couldn't finish tests because I had to make sure the T's were perfect. Yeah. And like, like I had to fill out like bubbles on like circles on like, you know, the pre-PSATs or whatever. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? You some like, OCD I got, stuff? Because like, super... I had OCD stuff when I was a kid too. Oh yeah. And I had to like, look at my like i had to do things like oh i, had I still a do that shit oh yeah i still do that i would shit, come y'all. up with weird games in my head like <laughs> still doing that re- right now yeah. inhale three times before you turn the light switch off like, so what helped stuff. you with that i i think it was like finding music okay and then like what keeps me from that now is like probably like weed and like oh, fuck yeah weed and like everything i do creatively okay but yeah. Because you know what saved my life? What's that? Mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms they... forever and always. Yeah. I'm allowed to talk about this on here, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, man. I'm like mushroom queen um, all the time, all day. Let's oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm huge on microdosing. I think it's the way. I'm interested. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll I've only you, done I'll tell you all the about like, it. concentrated like trip. I have hero dose. Microdose. Yeah. yeah. Microdose. Not the is hero, the way. not the proper hero. Okay. But I have just enough like, to enter the a, void yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I could see behind the curtain, but cool, I wasn't, cool, like, cool, backstage. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> very, very good. Awesome. <laughs> I'm interested, though. Very yeah, interested. I'm big on psychedelics. So how is that? Um, I don't drink. You? That's another thing. Oh, I you just I don't have you all. in the past and you didn't? You when I was younger, anymore. I did. I think just because it was so socially accepted. But it's never really been my drug of choice. It always made me kind of quiet and weird and shy. So Same. it does the opposite. Makes me angry. Yeah. Weed has always been my shit. So it's, you know, plants forever. Forever and ever. Forever. Are you a vegan? No. Oh, good. No, God. Because no. plants are good, but they're also good with like meat. Well, I was going to say, them. I love plants. I'm not trying to. Have you heard a cucumber scream? They scream too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> those vegans are just drawing a line, and honestly, they can't really call themselves vegetable lovers because they're vegetable slaughterers, you know. Well, they're vegetable slaughterers, and also there are a lot of <laughs> animals that die when you harvest. Oh yeah, crops. I know. I know all about that. Yeah, no, I, I oh, think you it, do. I do. I do. Do you listen to podcasts? A little bit, yeah. Do you make podcasts? I don't. This is my. Would you be this, interested in it? I thought about it. I had somebody ask me the other day just about that too. I just feel like it's another. It's going to be another thing that keeps me away from the things I'm making. Of course, I would love it. I would love to just 
talk about bullshit. I'm yeah, about. I mean, I'd be interested. Like, what would it take for you? What is the bare minimum level of commitment for you to do one? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like, what would it take? I'm just curious. Yeah. I feel like you have a very interesting perspective. Thank you. I've had a guest on where I'm like, it'd be interesting if you could come on and, and like host the podcast for me. Yeah. But I think it'd be cool if you could do a podcast. I think yeah. the podcast for you would be really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in a lot of things too. I'm a huge nerd, um, being as introverted as I am. I feel so like all artists are like secretly nerds. Big time. Anything I can be nerdy about, I will be nerdy about. Yeah. Yeah. For Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. When Thank did you move to the city? Sorry to kind of like. No, you're good. Uh, it's three years now. So three years ago. Three years. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Oh my God. I fucking love it. What about it? Um. Well, I choose the path of feeling. So I make the decisions in my life and I really try and guide my sailboat through feeling. And ever since I got to New York, I feel feel as though I've been embraced and held. It doesn't really feel like I've been swimming upstream. Um, And there's something to me that's incredibly empowering and invigorating about all the creative energy here. I came from Hawaii. So um, yeah, London, Texas, Colorado, Hawaii, New York. Um, I moved to Hawaii with somebody I was dating um, and I broke up with them pretty early on. And then I was basically stuck there because it's so expensive and I just had to like save up money to leave. And when I was there, it was really when I was... um, totally made the decision to do music. And I was like, okay, I'm actually going to focus on this. I'm going to start working on stuff. And um, I really also thought that I was going to be fine just like smoking weed and surfing the rest of my life. And then I did that for four months and I was like, shit. Like kind of panicking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. like, yes. Um, yeah. And I think I was just in denial about who I was and the things I need. And I'm super extra and I'm super needy and I need a lot. Oh boy. On every fucking level. Holy shit. And That's I was really so lying funny. to myself for a long time That's about that. Funny. So, um, yeah, when I was leaving Hawaii, it was basically London or New York, and I never lived in New York before. Um, and it was just the weather at the end of the day that I was like, I know it's a little bit better in New York. Let me try that out. Because I wanted to be in a, the most competitive environment I could be in, you know, and that's basically L.A., New York, or London, right? Um, I don't know. As far as English-speaking places. Yeah, I mean, I the West Coast has always, like, held some level of appeal to me. But, like, I like the extremities and things. Like, you said you're extra. I think I'm also kind of extra. And I like extras in life. Like, yeah. whenever I have extended stays in California, I'm like, when is anything going to change? Like, anyone's... Like mood or yes. like level. That's or a, I'm I'm going to rain. That's another thing too. I'm addicted to change. So being in Hawaii was so hard for me. I didn't know that about myself. The stagnation was so hard for me. Um, but yeah, I'm I love the change and I love yeah. Every winter here too, I used to be like fuck y'all. I'm moving to LA and then I'd go work in LA for a couple of weeks and I'd be like fuck. I don't like LA that much. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like miss like bundling up to go outside. Well, this was my first year. This you know in winter that I knew I wasn't going to leave New York and I'm just sort of How trying to it? embrace it. it. Well, I mean, thanks to global warming, it hasn't been it's that bad. bad. It's like kind of comfortable. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of comfortable. I don't want to be annoying <clears throat> with this question, but like. Or or observation, but it's kind of I see irony in in a statement that you made where you're what, addicted to change, but yeah. you're like you have tattoos, tattoos and I you know. have a lot. I know, I know. Um, it is it's something I've thought about myself a lot. It's something I've thought about myself a lot, and part of it I honestly think is like I move so fast, I change so swiftly. It's almost grounding to me. It's almost like, because that's, could, I mean, there's lots of very complicated explanations <laughs> psychologically for why people get tattoos, but that's definitely an angle for one of them is that like time not being a real thing is hard for humans to exist in, right? And confusing. And I think causes suffering just by the understanding of it and the almost like holding of time that tattoos do, that stagnation that you're forcing upon yourself, that grounding is like... It almost is like you exist and this happened and you existed there. And sometimes that's for some reason like reassuring to people or comforting like they're they exist here, I guess, in this plane, in this materialistic plane. Yeah. Or or again, it's the it's it's kind of like a loving the process, like the people you meet <laughs> along the way type of thing where it's like coming to wrestle with that. Like <clears throat> yeah. brings you this kind of peace. Like at least for me, like I got a really, I got a, a piece here that was more painful than I thought. Oh yeah! But then after it, I felt like really good. <laughs> like I was just like, "What? Oh I feel yeah, so chill." Like, yeah, I feel euphoria. Like I just went to a, 
Well, I don't actually go to therapy, but I felt like that's what it would <laughs> feel like if you therapy would feel. It is. Yeah. It is totally. I yeah. felt like zen yeah. out. It yeah. Felt like um, after a jujitsu class where I was just absolutely. Like, my brain was kind of like. Zzz. It's so cathartic. It absolutely is. It's a huge yeah. God. It's such a spiritual experience, and people move through that spiritual experience so differently, mm-hmm. and it has such different meaning to each of them. You know. What do you think about this? Can I throw a thought experiment? Throw whatever way? thought you want. Yeah. Okay. You know, people are always like, tattoos are permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this like thing where it's like, yes, they are, but it's only because of um, the fact that we have a time limit. Like we have an expiration date because if oh, yeah. humans lived long enough, like they would fade over time. <clears throat> I mean, they do. Yeah, they change. And I think that's what's scary is that it like <clears throat> forces us to like think about that. Yeah, I definitely think all the time that yeah it's just this incarnation that i have them for so it's not really forever <laughs> it's not that long it's just this lifetime that i have them and they yeah. definitely do age and change with you um and your relationship to them changes and you know that cuz you have them and i think that's an interesting thing too it's almost like your own gauge for how much your psyche changes when you have something on you like that whoa yeah, yeah. when did okay so <clears throat> I, I started at 14 i'm a kid you started kid. getting them mm-hmm. okay what what did where did you start um, I was in the hood in Houston with my drug dealer, Mookie, and um, I just thought, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've been drawn on myself since I was like five, and I remember getting in trouble in school all the time. I went to this very posh British all-girls school where I had to curtsy huh. for my headmaster. <laughs> That's kind of like... So, like, so, so ridiculous. I know. That's a lot. Yeah. My brother got spanked in elementary school. Oh, ooh. Okay, it wasn't that bad. No spankings. Well, I mean... <laughs> um, yeah, so I had always been really obsessed with bodies and art. Um, okay. And I think just being a dancer too, like movement in tattoos has always been the most exciting to me. Like, what do you mean? Like when they move once they're on the body? Yeah, like how they move on a body. Oh, to cool. me, it's like mainly how I'm thinking about them. Um, hmm. And yeah, so I'd always been infatuated with it. And um, I think I may have like asked my parents, and I come from a highly conservative family, two lawyers, um, which is kind of interesting. They had two artists. Um, and they're obviously very opposed to most of me and my lifestyle. <laughs> But I just, I was kind of estranged even at that age from them. You know, we had a really rough uh, rough family life and I had started like hanging out with like my older boyfriend. So I wasn't home a lot. So it was in that time when I was acting pretty buck wild. And I think I just really wanted some ink. I don't have that tattoo anymore. Um, I've done a lot of lasering to my tattoos that I got in the hood when I was a kid um, because those of us who got tattooed before Instagram, you know, made some mistakes aesthetically. Now y'all are all so spoiled. You have no excuse for not getting what you want. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I started when I was 14. My my older boyfriend had tattoos. Um, And then I can't remember when my next one was. I think I probably waited until I was 16 or 17. took me a couple years. And um, I had always kind of had that tintillating thought, like, oh, my God, what if I tattooed people? But being, it's such a scary thing to think about, obviously. There's so much pressure. There's so much weight. Um, it's, I think before you come, you know, it's just one of those things that most people start later in their life because you have to be so sure of yourself to do it. And it really took me befriending tattooers and then being like, oh, if my idiot friends can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, that was basically what I was for Wait, so when when did you actually start? So I started, um, good question. Basically, I was 20, 21. Yeah, I'm 26 now, so it's been almost six years. That's pretty rad. Yeah, it was pretty early on. I went to school for biology because my parents wouldn't give me any money for rent unless I did something traditional. And when I and I love science, I always love science. I was always great at science. Um, but when I was in school, I just really realized if I'm not creating shit every day, I go crazy. I was going bonkers a little bit. I went through yoga teacher training at the time, also, which I don't even think she knows. It was a nine month program. Um, loved that. Changed my life. Love yoga. Have you taught? Uh, I did teach. Um, I was never, I feel like I was a better dance teacher than I was a yoga teacher because I'm all about tough love and I'm kind of a hard ass. So I feel like I naturally was like just better at yelling at people than being like soft and gentle with people, which is still a skill set I'm trying to like manifest in myself, wow. being more gentle and soft. Thanks for your honesty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot where my train of thought was. 
Do you want? Do you remember what I was talking about? No. <laughs> Where you were twenty? You started when you were twenty, and you're twenty six now. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh. That was it? I think so. Oh. I, I mean, like- that was I, I was satisfied with where you ended the answer. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I think it's cool. I okay, just a couple quick questions, like just right off the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just gonna extend the invitation for you to come back if you want, because I want this show to be like an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Like so that people can like tune in and be like, it's not like they missed anything. They're just kind of joining back. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Back in. So yeah. We've already had a couple repeats, and it'd be awesome. cool if, if you were one. But uh, just right off the top, like with tattoos, yes. what are some like, I don't want to sound too BuzzFeedy, but no, like, what are some do's and don'ts for people who are like on the fence? Ooh, that's a good question on the fence about getting tattooed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ta- you know, thinking about something for a longer period of time and trying it out, like drawing on yourself, having friends draw on you. Um, it's hard to say because I've always been somebody that's um, – super comfortable with uncertainty and super comfortable with risk. Those are two like big personality traits of mine. And I think to get tattoos, you sort of need to be, have those qualities in yourself. And it's hard for me to gauge for people, like if you're a good risk taker or whatever it is, you know, Um, but definitely start small. You know, if you don't have any tattoos, um, start somewhere where you can um, see it but is coverable um, and see how you live with tattoos because just as I said, your relationship changes to them and we all live differently with our own tattoos and you'll really know even just by getting with one how you're going to handle it because if in a year you fucking love it and you're only thinking about more, like hell yeah. But some people really do every time they get a tattoo have like a little existential crisis about it and you know. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? There's always a moment with me so far. There's been a moment where I'm like, I don't have as many as you. Or as much covered as you, but like, okay, there's always a moment where I'm like, oh, that's, that was a big decision. Cause it's like, could I get it removed? Yeah. Could I get it covered? Yeah. But like, did I do that? Yeah. <clears throat> that's a lot. I process it and then I'm good. Like, I, there's no regret, but there is a moment where it's like, what? Yeah. It's like after the adrenaline wears away. <sighs> It's kind of like in I get okay again never taken therapy, never therapy. <laughs> but I imagine there are moments where you're like I said that you know like in retrospect yeah yeah I mean well speaking of therapy that's like a part of my job that I was completely unqualified and unprepared for that I totally am a part time therapist for people um, yeah, and if you're my client funny. and you're listening I'm so fucking sorry <laughs> um, but I really am. Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy that aspect of the job though? I do. I do. I mean, um, I really like that I tattoo all different types of people. That's what's so cool about being a tattoo artist now versus even like 10 years ago is I tattoo surgeons and lawyers and right. actors and, you know, everybody, which is so fun. Um, it's really, our industry has changed so much, even in the time that I first started tattooing, you know. Are there a certain type of like tattoos that artists or actors like to get yeah i mean like small little little i mean i i definitely attract a very ocd type of clientele because i'm that way like you definitely attract who you are i attract controlling people because i'm controlling with my art form you know and i definitely do the other thing like what you're saying i think i have a lot of awareness and like i don't want to call it guilt but um intention in the struggle that people have with having ink because I've lasered stuff. Like I am somebody that is a perfectionist and does overthink things. And I think I can really empathize with that side of it. And it's why I do the type of tattooing I do, um, which to me is super low risk tattooing. So the single needle stuff um, is really delicate. It's smaller. So if you did have a freak out, it's easier to remove. And of course, like I hate thinking of my art form like that, like to create, to be destroyed. But um, you know, the, like the people that do bodysuits, how fucking incredible is that? But oh my God, like what if somebody, you know what, what I mean? Like what do you fucking do? You what wake do? up and you're like, I don't want that. <laughs> exactly. Or they start and they're like three fourths of the way finished and you're like, exactly. I don't want to finish. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you literally like, yeah, you could choose not to, but that is weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've thought about that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's the most beautiful thing oh yeah i'm like in it 
like will burn a vision in your eyes. Yeah. Like, Whoa, I'll never forget that. Yeah. My favorite tattoo is a is my biggest one and it's super big. It's like all over my stomach on my back. It starts on my thigh and goes up. And it's my favorite tattoo by far. I mean, just looking at the body as an entire canvas as one is always going to be more aesthetically pleasing. Um, but that's a very specific type of person that can handle that kind of commitment. Most people are really bad at commitment, you know? Yeah. We all have commitment issues. So it's sort of why I do the type of stuff that I do. I'm super careful about that because I do not want to be that person that you're, you know, they have all the suffering around and you're thinking of me. It's another reason why I'm, you know, I don't fuck my clients. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like, I can't. I wouldn't. I couldn't live with somebody being mad at me or me hurting someone and them having to live with my artwork on them forever. Yeah. Like that's huge. I've tattooed exes. You know, I still think about that shit. And um, you got to draw hard lines. God, yeah, it's super. It's hard, and I'm so thankful for the clients that give me their canvas and their skin. And I really want. I I don't want to sound cheesy right now, but I really want to honor them and empower them and not be anything negative, you know, to them. I love that. Because you, I really should just be grateful. Are you fucking kidding me? People just give me their flesh. I'm just carving skin. Like, I'm starting to think about that more and more. <laughs> like, not, not with like skin and blood. Like, what? But maybe like time, attention. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, emotional yeah. energy. Um, yeah. So I'm just like trying to be more mindful with not only like how I go about making my art, but then. Or releasing it, but like what I'm, you know, asking people to consume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just always backtracking and revisiting um, my intentions and making sure that the intentions are in the right place. So such a fine line with ego and art when you're creating. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to say before we wrap? I don't know. No, I suppose not. There were so many things that I was like, I'm going to talk about this on here. (laughs) That's why I invited you back. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, let's yeah. play a game of mind meld and then we'll end it. Okay, great. Yeah, I usually have a question of the day. Okay. Or we play a game. Okay. Did I ask you question of the day? Oh, I you had a question of the day for you. Day. I had one. Let's just okay, do both. question of the day. Yeah, great. Because the, the first one's quick and the second one will be as quick as we are connected. <laughs> uh, okay. Question of the day is if you were a circle, I mean, sorry, if you were a shape and a color. I was thinking of you my just own gave shape. Me the answer. I'd be a, right now for some reason. I'd be a red circle. I don't okay. know why. That's okay. I'm just yeah. Okay. If you had to be a shape and a color, what circle would you be? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, three is my favorite number. Triangle. So I'm gonna go with a triangle. Got it's always a love triangle. If you love triangles, I love triangles. Right? It's a strong. So. It's a very strong, strong, uh, strong shape. Strong. And <laughs> it's that strong, strong. <laughs> um, color, color, green. I guess. Ooh, green triangle. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Uh, you know what? One I always yeah. do with my clients, if I feel like I need to hold space in the room, is I ask. Maybe you can answer this one for me. If you were a food, what would you be? This is a good one. This is very telling about your psyche. Okay, can it be like a whole thing? Like, can it be a dish? Or does it have to be like one food? It can be a dish, but it's got to be like a thing on the dish. Like you can't be like beef and corn. You know what I mean? You got to just be like an item on the dish. Oh, mm-hmm. bacon. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Nobody's given me that one before. It'd be bacon. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thank you. What, would you, <laughs> what food would you be? <laughs> um... I used to say pop rocks to people, but I don't think I'm that fake. So now I say butter. And oh, that I usually like that. melts people a little bit, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't now know. My dad jokes are coming now. Coming okay, now. Okay, <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Let's play Mind Meld. Okay. <laughs> this is Mind Meld. It's a word okay, association, okay, okay. Word association oh, game America, where we have to. Okay, it basically, every round starts like this. You'll okay. hear a three, two, one. Oh my God, anxiety provoking. Okay. We say the first word that comes to our own minds. So like at the same time. Yeah. So like three, two, one. Blue. Light. And you said blue? Mm-hmm. Blue light. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I say three, two, one again, and we just keep doing that until we say the same word at the same time. Does that usually happen swiftly? Have you ever had it never happen? I've had it happen in three. 
countdowns. Okay, so that's so I've done like three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one, and it was ding. It was like really nice. Okay, I'm trying to psychically tell you what I'm thinking of. Okay, okay. Um, and we blue light is like interesting because obviously the next one would be, well, maybe not obviously, but like, what do you think is obvious? Blue, and I said light, so it's like three, two, one, blue light. Like we would say it together. Oh my god, y'all! I'm feeling stupid. I'm not understanding. No, this no, game. we could have said it together. Oh, but you oh. could have said something else. But my brain went to blue light. Oh yeah. So okay, so blue. let's just start over with more, different words like blue light, blue light. Forget it. We never said it. We can okay. start over. Okay. Three, two, one. Pumpkin. Fern. Pumpkin and fern. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Leaf. Barn. Leaf. Okay. Was close. I know. I didn't go far from where I started. No, it, it's making sense. Okay. Sometimes it just takes longer. <laughs> where, where were we? Barn and barn and leaf. Three, two, one. Panther. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we okay? Hey, hey, and panther. Let's try it. <laughs> Three. Are you ready? Sorry. Wait. wait. Okay. Maybe I should. Okay. So the no, only wait, one. No, wait. We're going to like, get it this time. We're going to get it this time. I swear to fucking. You, okay. We're going to get it this time. We're going to get it. We're going to get it this time. Two, one, koala. Cow. Oh, fuck, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to get this time. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Zoo. Zebra. Oh. Z, though. Three. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Three, two, one. Elephant. Captivity. Very good. Fuck. Captivity, captivity and elephant. Three, two, one. Circus. Tiger. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Should I cheat a little, maybe? Okay, sorry. Go. <laughs> I'm going to just go crazy. Okay. Three, two, one. Tight spaghetti. Rope. Oh, look. <laughs> two things that are like, okay. Tight rope and spaghetti. Okay. Do you want to start over? Are you feel, do you want to start over? Okay. I've ha- I've done this where we start over. Sometimes we get it right away. It It's really. I feel ha- like we're encroaching on tight rope and spaghetti. You, you, Three, two, one, balance. line. Oh, line and balance. Okay. <laughs> do you see what I'm trying to do? <laughs> I really pride myself on being part of telekinesis or whatever. This is really not validating that part of my personality, but okay. Think about it. I know. What two words, the two words we said are line and balance. There's something we talked about in the podcast that could be tied in with these two. Yeah, something to do with color. Are you ready? Or three. Okay, color. Three. Oh, God. <laughs> three, two, one. Harmony. Harmony. Damn it. I yes, it. I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say I knew surfing. that was the one. Damn you it. set a line and you can't stay on the line. That's a good one, actually. Thanks. That's a good jump off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's like an example of how it could be quick and then we can end it. Or if you're interested, we do one more okay. because. We, we This hasn't been too long. Okay. I'm trying to keep them around 50. I yeah. don't want to go too far above it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, here's what we could do. Okay. Like, I say three, two, one, and you say blade, and I say green. And then to tie those together, the next word could be three, two, one, grass. Green, green blade? Oh. Because uh, grass is both, it comes in blades, but it can also be. Yeah. Green. I mean, that was a pretty clever connection you just made. Um, well. Do, I mean, I feel like we have to narrow down, like, are we doing just subject matter? Is it color? Like, That's the thing it, of It's complicated melts. because, okay. Yeah. It is complicated <laughs> because complicated. our minds, we have two different minds. Because yeah. I keep thinking conceptually, them. you know. Oh, Wow. Maybe this is the episode. Oh, my, I'm 130 million percent unconceptual artist to the bone. So, yeah, that could be next episode. Okay. To my own detriment. So, what concept are you more interested in? Ending this episode or doing <laughs> one more round of mind melt? <laughs> okay, one more round. One more round. Okay. You yeah. do the countdowns. Okay. 
<sighs> Three, two, one, Crash. justice. Three, two, one, case. O.J. Simpson. Simpson. Okay, that was good. Okay, case. Three, two, one, lawyer. Murder. Three, two, one, defense. <laughs> it's getting dark over here for Michael. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Defense. Okay. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. Defense. Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, three, two, one, report. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, okay. You said I was getting dark, and okay. the next one was okay. even darker. Gosh. Can we just like reset that one and do one final one? And it doesn't even matter if we don't. I'll try and keep a lighter concept. Holy cow. My mind just started spiraling. And I was like, I'm in a really good mood. I don't want to say this. Okay. Okay. Concepts. Um, Got it. Yeah. Let me. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Integration. Wait, okay. Three, two, one, mixology. <laughs> I think the only thing that's clear is that we have very different brains right now. Okay. Barbershop. Oh my god. How did you get mixology? Yeah. What were the two? We're ones actually that? there's a way we can connect them. Ready? Don't fail me now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, hair Arsenal. color. Oh. I was thinking like the thing that you sit in to get a haircut is like a lot like a bar stool. Yeah. Which is something that you would sit on it's for true. mixology it's class. Just like you said, connection. You're and proving your you point say? over here. Hair color. Mixing hair color. Hair color and I said bar Barber, stool. Barbershop. Didn't you say barbershop? Well... Three, two, one, barbershop. Three, <laughs> <laughs> barbershop, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's fun. The game's fun, yeah. obviously. That's the point of it. But my, if we melded, that would have been cool. So maybe next episode. Because I think the conversation, like the melding happened in the conversation. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you guys um, and gals and everything in between and you all. Y'all. Oh. Yeehaw. I'm going to start saying that. Yes, See y'all, y'all next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.